possibly, you know, paying you for your services. Because it's not everything to do with paying for services as well. If it has something to do with someone's job. Because someone is coming around as they need assistance and help. This thing is going to be unexpected. Now, this other one that's coming up here. Why do you want to bite? There's a forbidden situation here. We'll see what this forbidden is. Temperance. Wheel of Fortune. Now, this forbidden thing here has something to do with how everything is going at the time for cancers. The secret, how this is going to be going. It's going to be something kind of like the universe came around. Uh, or the universe brought this around. I do, I do see the universe is going to bring this around. Uh, by chance. I'm seeing chance. But there's something about this here, about chance, that it's like it might not last because of the forbidden energy in the situation. Because it's showing you forbidden. But forbidden... What I'm getting from that, it's kind of like, kind of like cautionary with this situation here, cautionary, uh, but it gave you a chance with the temperance and the wheel of fortune, it's chance, if the universe did it. Um, now here's the knight of pentacles persistence, past life connections. I'm not going to talk about past lovers. I'm not going to be talking about an ex or whatever. I see something here about something is going to be persistent based on person here. And it has connections with past life connections and justice here so this has something to do with it has to happen or had to happen in order for something to balance out on a certain contract that cancers are going to have to undergo to meet this person and this person is going to be persistent to be honest is going to um, and you're I have a sense you might find it a little no you might find it a little, like, maybe surprising about this, of what it is. High Priestess. Hold on, I'm waiting for the light to go on here on the screen. Funny how my cup is, like, lighted up, but it's weird. High priestess. High priestess. Which means there's a knowing. Cancers, you know this is going to be happening. It's like you have a sense that something is going to be happening, which cancers always have a sense that something is going to be happening. Um, like a certain person that, like, why are you thinking that someone is going to be doing this? 
intuition. Emperor. Gothic woman. Honey. Cancers. Uh, take it as it resonates. Take it as it resonates here. But I have a sense in this person, this man, this guy here. I'm seeing high priestess, emperor, gothic woman. I, I'm having a sense that this man has some kind of attraction to gothic situations. I would say gothic style. I would say there's some kind of maybe a secretive or maybe some kind of attraction, um, some kind of attraction towards, uh, you know, darkness or something to do with, okay, you're connected to the gothic ways or uh, you're connected to the spiritual elements of things, this person is going to be attracted to that. And this, <laughs> oh, and honey, no one wants um, a secret admirer rating that's going to be, you know, specifically to cancers, but if people, let's, let's start saying moon, uh, sun, moon, rising, and cancers, you can, uh, or Venus and cancers as well, you can see this, uh, you can, you can actually place this for you as well, because not just only for sun and cancer. Empress, sacred love, and your wishes granted and rewards here, which means you're going to be getting what this is, uh, you, you'll be getting this, what this is, lucky card, strength card, messenger of love, oh honey, messenger of love is a page of cups, which means, Someone found the answer 
from cancer, I would say the secret admirer actually found the answer about something connected to, I have a sense it's kind of like there was some kind of weird connection with placing energy and passion into something, but it has something to do that it's unhealthy and people are like always like against. See, this is what I'm saying. Someone that's like saying, well, that's the devil and stuff like that. That's not good. There's something there of like similarities, similarities finding the answer. That something is similar to that particular person that is Cancer's secret admirer. You know, Hermit is here. Broken woman. The magician. So this has something to do with, again, we can talk about spirituality, magic. There's two cards here that's strong with spirituality, Hermit and Magician. Hermit is knowledge, right? Knowledge. Getting knowledge, getting experience, and also experiencing what I say hard times as well. Experiencing hard times is what I'm getting. Uh, with the broken woman here, cancers, because this is more on the, what I'm getting, this is more on the woman's side. I would say cancer woman's side uh, that this reading is for. With that said, I don't, uh, I don't hold any body of the LGBT community responsible for what this individual has done to my life. I bear no um, resentment, hatred, nothing. I take everybody as an individual and look at their individual actions. Um, I try to be very, very careful, you know, with the things that I say because I know what people go through and God knows I never want to persecute anybody. So um, I feel like he's been through a lot and that he needs to find the right person for him that can, if I was a matchmaker, and I feel like I do have those skills, like I could pick somebody 
that would be that would be good for him. It's not me. He's he knows that because I'm a counselor, you know, maybe I he's dreaming that I could be some kind of handler and the thing is I don't want to spend my life as your handler. My life is about more than being your handler. My life is about being me and living my life. And any of you guys, especially in LGBT, you guys know, you, you would just be like, if, if somebody came in your life and was like, okay, I'm a diva and I need somebody to catch me when I fall. No, I would be like, no, bitch, I'm the diva. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, do you understand? I know you guys understand what it is that I'm saying. It's like, no, I'm the diva of my life. You're not just going to come into my life and tell me you're a diva. And I now suddenly have to be your, um, oh, who is that black lady that follows Scarlett Johansson? What's her name around in uh, Gone with the Wind? I- I'm not going to be your mammy. I'm not here. To- and then you're going to turn around and disrespect me? No, 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 no. I'm not having that. And, um, you know, the, the community in New York that I was around in the arts and stuff like that, they stand, say, stand up for yourself and respect yourself and don't let anybody treat you like that. doesn't matter if you date man, woman, whatever you're dating, make sure that you stand up for yourself and don't let anybody play you. That definitely was, I, I, I in my formative years, um, I, I was, uh, sculpted by the best in the business in terms of uh, I got to watch the greatest in do you you want to know how I do hair and and have talent Susie I will call you out uh, she's huge inspiration for me um, she is amazing she's an amazing diva and I all all those years in the opera watched her how she touched the wigs, how she handled, like, all, how she did the hair, everything. I watched that as a child. You know, I was, I, I learned and was mentored by so many truly great people. So anytime anybody says something hurtful, like that I'm trying to down the community um, or anything like that, God, it hurts me because I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that. And um, God, that really bothers me. I got to say that really, really bothers me. Um, He is an individual and he needs to respect boundaries. And it doesn't matter who he's with, who, what he does. That's you as an individual. You have to have standards. You have to say, look, just because I'm, you know, talented or I'm attractive or I'm, you know, people are feeling me does not mean that everybody that you come across needs to like serve you or, or mentor you or, or coach you or, uh, you know, counsel you or what, like, dude, I have my own life. And I literally, I literally had to walk away from music, which I love because this person was just like sucking the life out of me. Even now I'm looking at the albums that went up today. You guys don't know that production that he's using, that that stuff that you're hearing on the Paul McCartney album, he literally sucks it out of me. He sucks it out of me. These songs are still subtle shade. He's literally, he every minute of my life that people are saying, is, oh, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. Well, I'm doing something because he's using it. 
He's using it to fill everyone else's life with music. And, and I don't know if anybody, if you could just separate yourself from whatever demographic that you're in, you know, and I think it's wrong to just to use people, you know, and I feel like that's what he's doing. But anyway, what I was saying to you is um, if somebody was like, um, you know, doing that to you, put, putting your whole life out there every second and the, like, like be me for a second, be me for a second. And I'm just minding my business, having a great day. And I'm hearing the most twisted narrative of situations in my life. Like it's so toxic to me, guys. And it's, it's really, it's so toxic. It's not healthy. And I don't think it's healthy for any of us. Yes, it gives these artists, excuse me, something to pretend that they're writing about. They're not writing about their own lives. They're playing characters and then they change the, the things that happen in their character's life to suit what the album happens to be about. But it's really all about him observing my life, unfortunately. God, I wish that was not the case. I wish that was not the case. So, um, like I said, I'm, I'm very conscious of... Um, prejudice in all its forms and my instinct is always to protect people not to um, you know I don't even know how to say it so I mean if, if, if God forbid something happened to you and a black person did it would you hate all black people would you blame all black people like if you were vigilant though about Yo, I need to get this dude that did X, Y, and Z, and they keep doing it or whatever. You would still stay after that person. You would go to the authorities. You'd be like, no, you need to catch this person, and I'm adamant about it, and this person's doing this and this and this and this. You, you, would, you would keep saying that. And that doesn't automatically mean that you hate every black person just because that one black person did that, and you're, you have a problem with that one person and their behavior. And it has nothing to do. You, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying to you? So why anybody assumes that because like uh, what, what I have a problem with, and I don't care what your orientation is, what you're about, no one has the right to tell you what you're going to do with your body. I don't care who you're into, what you're into, whatever that is, it's private. And no one has the right to say, oh, I like what you got. I'm going to come get that. He actually wrote a song. You want to talk about narcissism? Wrote a song, the Lauryn Hill song, ready or not, here I come. Going to find you and take it slowly. Meaning take up everything that I work hard for, everything that I earn. He thinks he's going to come and take it. What entitles him? And then going to talk about uh, me, you know, different blessings that I have in my life and talk about, uh, oh, I'm a princess or I'm a whatever. No, honey, I worked for every single thing. And I have to be 10 times better than just mediocre because people put me on spot every minute of the day. You cannot deny that they are putting me on the damn spot. So what entitles him? 
to come into my life or my family's realm and say that he is entitled to anything or that he is entitled to touch this body. No, no, that's a song that R. Kelly sang on. No, you're not going to do what you want with my body. No, you're not. I, I do not consent. I do not consent. And anybody that's ever experienced abuse or any, whether it's firsthand, secondhand, whatever, as a child, whatever, you are adamant about that. You're not putting your hands on me. You are not putting your hands on me. And for him to announce, and he's literally paying readers to announce that I'm going to have his child after he's not even paying for this, this, what I'm saying to you is not snitching. It is relevant to the situation. If you're coming to me saying, I'm going to come into your life and everything's going to be wonderful. And you're just saying off the bat, not I'd like to get to know you. I'd like to have a relationship. No, you're going to get pregnant and you're going to have my child so I can make continue to make money off of you and be connected to you uh, and use you. Do you know how insulting that? What, what, what are you saying about me as a person? How dare you? What about any of you of any background, of any gender, of any, you know, whatever it is that you're interested? What if somebody came up to you, random person that you do not find attractive or that is repulsive to you or disrespectful to you and come up to you and be like, I'm going to get that. And you, you just going to because me and my family are powerful and I'm trending right now. And I don't know if he's trending or not. I'm just using that. But I'm just saying, if, if, if uh, because of that, I can come and do whatever I want to you. Now, he's supposed to be a Democrat. I thought Democrats were, the, a woman has a right to choose a woman's body. When a woman says no, it's no. He is someone also that, that suffered abuse. So if you suffered abuse and you're trying to get compassion because you were abused, how are you then going to tell somebody that you're going to abuse them and it's going to be okay because you're you? And you want compassion for what was done to you. Does, does that make sense? Does that make sense to anybody? Because it doesn't, don't make no sense to me. <sighs> that is... It is such a great disrespect. I am so much, I hate to tell you, and I'm not trying to be stuck up. I am precious to myself. I am picky. I have always been picky. I have always been picky. You're not going to just come from somewhere, no matter if I'm messy. Messy is one thing. But when I do my work, I, I do it. And I give my all and I give my heart. And I have a standard and I, I have pride in myself. And you're not just going to come up after everything that I worked for and you telling people that I'm garbage. And you think you're going to walk in now and smile in my face and be intimate with me. You're disgusting. I find the fact that you don't value your own self and your own health, it's reckless. And if you are in the community or an ally of the community and you supposed to be smart 
you're supposed to be especially vigilant, sensitive, and aware to have safe sex practices. You should know better. He should know better for who he's claiming to be. He should know better. He should be more responsible. He's a role model. He should be more responsible. So that's what I have to say about these people that are lying in dark corners, lying on me, trying to tell people who I am. You're not going to tell people who I am. And I do not judge. I'm not here to judge anybody because I'm not perfect. And I want to have the right to be free to love or not love anybody that I want. I want people to respect my, the, the privacy and sanctity of my sensuality and my sexuality to do whatever is within alignment with, with what is perfecting to me. So I'm not going to tell anybody else what they're what they going to do and what's going to happen to that. I'm not going to say any of that, and I never have. That's not my place. But I do believe that every single person has the right to have control over their own body. If you are old enough to have a mouth to speak and you can say the word no, or you can sign language it, or however you need to wear a t-shirt that says, get the hell away, no, (laughs) you know, in 80 language, whatever it is that you have to do. If you can communicate that, then someone else has to respect it. That is the law. Or do laws not mean anything anymore? Because I hear a whole lot of people saying, oh, well, she's not like us, so we have the right to just hurt her, and we have the right to just do this, and we we can just do that. Is that? Is that? How are you any better than the people on the other side of the aisle that are doing just as heinous things and thinking that their way is right? We have to have some middle ground where everybody is, you know, judged similarly in the same. I'm going to fight for my rights. He is not going to, he is dysfunctional and he is reckless. I have a right to say it. If a train wreck is coming towards me and I don't want no parts of it, and they already specifically said he's coming to bring me down. To make, he wants to make me into an alcoholic and an addict like him, infect me uh, with God knows whatever it is that he has. That's not right. And then they're showing me, come get a, a COVID vaccine. Thanks. No thanks. You don't have the right to do what you're doing. It's wrong. If you're saying that you love me, who in the world is believing that this person loves me? Who would do that to some, even a friend, even an acquaintance, even somebody you don't like? That's, it's just, it's so inhuman. That is not the good. That's not waiting for the good. That's bad. 
And I don't want any parts of it. Unfortunately, you can't just come up to me and be like, I've changed. You can't just say something to me and and you're still sending threats. You're still trying to contaminate food. And it. I mean, it's just the mentality of this person is so young in the mind. So young in the mind. It just boggles the mind. So anyway, I just wanted to say to people of the community, you know who I'm talking to, that um, there's a smear campaign going on. There's a smear campaign going on. And if you think I grew up the way that I grew up in the community that I grew up in and that I don't know who holds the power and the arts and all that stuff, of course I know that. And I also know that you're intelligent. And I know that you're not going to think that I'm going to smear or look down on a whole group of people because of one idiot. I know you're smarter than that. He is just one person that happens to be overstepping boundaries. And let me just tell you something. For all of us in the global, global citizens community, whatever, when we enable people that are hurting and he's he's hurting, that's why he's hurting other people. When we say you can hurt other people and you don't have this, we, nobody even calls it out. Nobody even says anything because instantly he'll say, oh, I was abused. You know, so how come everybody, nobody has compassion for, for, for what I'm going through if they'll say, oh, oh, she's trying to make people feel sorry. No, but but you could feel sorry for somebody that was abused and now he's abusing people and that's okay? Are you kidding? Like, I just, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't even, I just don't even understand it. So anyway, this is just, I just wanted to just say to people that if a person attacks me on a personal level, I'm not looking at their demographic I'm looking at you as an individual, and um, that's it. And I would hope that a whole community of people would not, God, I hope nobody feels that way. That's probably what they want, but I'm not that. I'm not that. I don't believe in hate. And... um he deserves to be loved. He is a special man, but it's going to take a special person that that can handle all the sides of what's going on there. That the the sensuality, that is like 10% of it. You could put that in the corner and just put it to the side. There's the rest of it. Somebody has to love you to deal with all of that outside of sex, to be a partner to somebody, you got to be willing to accept all of those different sides and all of that when he starts turning into Edward Scissorhands and want to chop people's arms and shit off. You got to be able to handle that and want to handle that. I'm not, that wasn't my calling. I I don't I'm not blessed like that. That's that I don't have it. I can't do that. 
I'm not, I, I can't handle your whatever. I handled both my parents' stuff, all their baggage. I'm not blaming them. They were fantastic to me. They were amazing. And I accepted the deal that they offered me. I accepted it. But they're not here and now it's my time. I didn't get to, I did not get to, in my teens and even in my young life, I didn't get to have holidays, parties, all the kind of stuff that kids have. I didn't have it. Am I crying about it? I had a lot of awesome, you know, the performance stuff equaled it out. But I'm just saying that I couldn't really just go and do, I mean, I did I did have a lot of, you know, I could be home and ride my bike and my sisters and I, we had a great time. We did comics, you know, stuff like that. But I worked. I worked. I had a grueling schedule as a child. I woke up at like 5 a.m. to go to school in Queens and then go immediately to the opera and be in the opera until 11 o'clock at night. That means I didn't get home until like 12 or 1, and then I slept for like, what, five hours. Like, I did that every day for years. I did not, I did not just have some, you know, some frolicking. I did all that work, all this stuff that people are acting like I didn't pay my dues. I paid my dues like literally 10 times over. And my mom was Ann Simmons. You better believe you better believe I was working. And that's why I do what I do now the way that I do it, because she worked me as a child. Then after that, um, I, I had my, my 20s, and I was in school. And at that time, I had, you know, I was really into the word and the music and the word like Handel and Bach. I was really, really into that, matching uh, the scripture with the music and all of that. And I was like, that was completely, I was consumed by that. And so when people were going out partying, drinking, hoeing, whatever it is that they were doing, you can ask any of my classmates whether they hated my guts or not, they're going to say, no, she didn't do none of that. She took, oh, you're going to love this. She took long baths every night. Her room was spotless and meticulous. My, my room was meticulously clean. You, you couldn't even see. My room was immaculate. Immaculate. It wasn't even my job to clean the bathrooms. I cleaned them anyway because I took a, 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 an hour bath every night because I took care of myself and I had took pride in myself. That's who I am when I'm not being harassed, when I'm not being dehumanized, when I don't have to uh, prove my humanity to I don't know whose authority. That's who I am, that that level of excellence. And I was doing that and I I didn't hang out and I didn't sleep around. I did not do that. And I was totally absorbed into the word, music, and literature, and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, tried to, you know, do certain jobs or whatever. And 
I really was a fashion designer and I, and because I was doing so much of my own fashion, it would be disruptive places because people would be like, where did you get those clothes? And had I known, I, I would have had my business then <laughs> and, and not even be dealing with this now. But I, I thought of it as a hobby. And, you know, if you have no idea the hatred that I went through just on jobs, just because I would be dressed a certain way. I was like, wow, I can't do this because these people are just, they can't take it. So I had to, I had to do, you know, I tried, you know, I lived on my own in an apartment a couple of years and, you know, I uh, was going for commercials and stuff and like, you know, ran into, you know, learning about what people do to get parts and stuff like that. And I was like, no. I never did that. I, I'm not going to do that. And I was so focused on making it at that point that I wasn't even really still. I wasn't, my focus wasn't on, ooh, I'm, I'm 25 and I want to just be out here dating. And I want to, I just, ne- I didn't even never had time to even be in that phase of mind because I was either trying to make it or trying to do something, learn something, be something. It just wasn't a priority. And then my mom got sick. And I moved back to take care of her. And we understood each other. And at least I didn't have to worry about her backstabbing me. And I made a home. And I still did my gigs. You know, I knew I could only get so far, but I still did my gigs. Uh, We enjoyed what it was that we did. We should have been more entrepreneurial. We tried to be. We tried to be. Things were a little, it wasn't as easy as it is now. You, you had to have money to do certain things. You had to know certain people. And, um, you know, whatever. I'm not looking back because I, I said, you know, I know some people are blocking me from getting ahead or whatever, blacklisted, whatever. I'm going to educate myself in the unseen, the spirituality you know, of the scriptures and of, of just metaphysics in general, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, just really get strong um, because it was all about, that's what it was about in my voice. And I was like, you know what, if I didn't sing, would these people really be so nice to me? Would they care about me? Who am I without singing? I wanted to find out. If I took out all, all of those things that naturally would make somebody a popular person, yeah, the, you know, the clothes, the, the whatever, I stripped myself bare down to the essence of myself. And I went on that journey. I did that, I put in that time. And so when he's doing stupid stuff and trying to play mind games and all these people trying, none of that means anything to me. Because I, I already strip, talk about getting rid of your ego. I got, I killed that already. And so that's, that's why it doesn't go anywhere. Because I killed my ego a long time ago. I had to. So, 
I just want to say, I mean, I don't even know where I am in this anymore, but I'm just trying to say, oh, that there was no point in time, you know, then my, my mom was like literally, you know, I think she was just dealing with, she invested so much in being, being an opera singer and knowing that, I mean, we were literally told that, you know, they have to decide who is going to be a black star in opera and that I was not going to be one. Like, they literally told my me, my family that. So, um, and I didn't come in with the church people, you know, where I almost did, but it was a little too controlling, that whole church thing. Like, you know, you have to study with certain people and you have to kind of be under them. And because I already had my own thing, I already was my own artist, my own everything, you know, I really didn't want to be under the auspices of anyone. But then that meant also that I didn't have the protection of the black church, you know, and and I was singing in so many different black churches that it wasn't like I was just, I was AME, but I mean, I sang in every kind. I was singing in so many different, (laughs) every kind of black church and white churches everywhere, you know, like I belong to everyone, you know? And I had that versatility and I, I liked it. I, I liked each unique experience. But because of that, maybe, maybe if I had just picked one and stayed with one, you know, I would have had uh, an army behind me that would have said, no, this is our star. You're going to, we've invested in her. You're going to do something, you know. Um, but I wanted to be independent. And independent, there's a price. There's a price to be your own woman, you know. But I think it made me stronger. And it takes longer. But you have yourself and you are yourself. Um, So I'm just going to say there was no point in time. And then after my mom passed, then I came and I got here. And you guys know what it was with my dad every day. He was very strong personality. You will do this. You will help me. We will go here. We will go to church every day. You will cook dinner. I mean, it's like I barely had time to do the show. I don't have to make this up. I barely had time to even shower, even then. But I managed it. But you guys know how hard I was working and still studying to find out the things that we needed to know and that I needed to know. You guys saw me working hard. I know you saw it. I had no time for myself. Never did I go out clubbing, go out on no dates, really. I mean, I visited friends and stuff like that. So if if I have not had time for myself in all this time, do you really think I'm going to let somebody, a stranger that I don't even know, that tried to make it so that I don't have anything and is still working behind the scenes to try to make sure that I end up with nothing. Do you really think that I'm going to just go for the okie doke when I have not had a chance to be independent and to date and to meet people? I want to be my own woman with my own... I'm independent. I have to have my own... Whatever. And it's going to take me time to fall into my own rhythm before I'm even looking at somebody to be like sitting in my face and looking in my face. And, you know, 
like I have had people treat me well. So it's not like I'm sitting here going, I wish some guy would come and think I'm something. You know, like I'm not pathetic. Which maybe they want you to think that I am. I'm just, my, my mind is on so many other things that are interesting to me that that aspect of it, relationships, that that ego part of relationships, like, I, I mean, I could take it or leave it. If, some, if someone is pleasant and, and it's, and there's some kind of chemistry there and there's like uh, respect and they got it going on with the, the mental and they, they, they have this understanding of the spiritual, then, you know, if they're bringing something to the game that enhances my interest or my development, then I might give them some time. But I'm not leaping to just, oh, Oh, you need lies. End of the world. You gotta just date somebody. I could have had any of these dudes. I didn't want none of these dudes. I'm I'm not like that. Just so I can tell somebody I got married. Do you know how many people that I saw? Like I was a counselor and didn't even know I was a counselor. You know how many people that I saw, especially contemporaries, that you know when I was in my twenties, like you know mid twenties, and like friends, acquaintances, and they were like. Yeah, I'm going to get married and, you know, my family really wants, I don't love him that much, but, you know, my family really wants it and it's good for me right now and I should have my kids early and, you know, and, you know, culturally, whatever, they did it. And I'm not saying that, you know, marriages don't last because I think that if it's done right, that it can last, but these girls ended up having one or two babies for these dudes and they were divorced in two or three years and now and then they had to end up going back to work trying to find a job to take care of these kids while that that person that they were with went off to be with somebody else and you know live the life fantastic no responsibilities I don't know if they're paying for the kids or what but I'm just saying to you, is it worth it to just play house with somebody for one or two years and then, then you all of a sudden are saddled with the child and they get to run the street? And then they, they get to make sure that you really can't, you're really not free to date and meet anybody else and have love in your life because now... Somebody that would want to marry you and have kids with you and and have your little family. Now they got to deal with this extra person and that person's kids and that person's family. I never wanted that. My goodness, I never wanted that. I took notes of all the families that I saw when I was little. And I myself was in a blended family, you know, had step family on both sides and, you know, and. It was, I feel like my family handled themselves quite well, I must say. You know, we we did okay. But I'm saying there were others that I saw that, what, 
it, it just, when I looked at the situation that the, the female person ended up in, I just was like, I'm too smart for that. Like, you're not going to set me back. Why, why should I be, why should, why should I have to look at this kid every day that looks like you and I can't stand you? And I got to struggle and I got to beg you to send me a check. And this dude, if he's not even paying for his kids now, that's telling me if anything happens to me, what the hell is going to happen to my kid? Because I know his family, I hate to say this, they got racial insensitivity and they, they, they don't like people with dark complexions. They don't like people of a certain uh, hair texture. And I understand it. That is their right. But I'm not going to, with all the threats being made against me, you think I'm going to leave my kid in this world and it's on to, to, to be taken care of by them? That family? While they're living off of whatever I busted my butt to earn? When they've been trying to take from my mom and I on her deathbed? Are you joking? You must be joking. He has disrespected me. I'm just going to tell you. My respect for myself. He can't even touch me. He can't even, he can't even touch me. I don't care what face he has on. I don't care what he looks like, what he sounds like, what character. I don't care. You violated me. Do you understand that? It has nothing to do with my sensuality, my sexuality, your sexuality. As a human person, you violated me. As a friend, you violated my trust. Because I believed in you. And I thought you were who you said you were. And then when I turned around, you were the one that stabbed me in the back. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four, five years, decades. And every time I, by accident, hear a song where you're telling people that I gave up on myself or I didn't, uh, so much backwards bullshit. And I don't know how else to say it. He made up the most toxic, heinous lies and tried to project it onto me because he didn't understand or he didn't know. And I don't, I'm like, you thought because you were observing my life uh, through a surveillance camera that you could make major decisions about my life or that you could cast judgment on my life. That is a major lesson for us. Do not think that you know somebody just because you um watching them on the cams or, or whatever it is. You don't get the right to, to cast judgment on people. And and you, you think, oh, you even if you had access to their memories, it you cannot live someone's life and know what it is for them. And know why they make the decisions that they make, whether they explain it or not. You are not, even if you, you have a camera everywhere, you are not the all-seeing eye. You're not. Because the Most High comprehends. And I knew these people had no idea who I was. They just heard all his songs and his narratives and they jumped to conclusions and they believed it. They believed it. They wanted to believe it. 
And then when I showed I'm not that, then there's some people that get an attitude. You're uppity because you're not letting me project this failure and shame on you. That failure and shame doesn't belong to me. He manufactured it. I don't know what he has going on in his imagination, but that was some kind of therapeutic thing that he did where he he pretended, I think I can see this now, he pretended that I was him or something. He projected himself onto me and then he pretended like he was someone else looking in on the outside. And it's almost like he's... He's uh, doctoring himself by projecting that he is me. So, but the, you know what's really funny about that? He takes credit for all the wins, but then he turns into the finger wagger on, uh, you know, so-called losses that he manufactures. I just think that's really, really funny. Um, There's a lot of confusion going on with this person. And I'm not trying to, um, he needs a lot of help. And uh, emotionally, with everything I've been through and the healing that I'm still going through, I don't have it to give. And I don't want to give it. I don't want to give it to him. He doesn't deserve my time. All the, of my time that he wasted on purpose telling people he wanted the relationship, he wanted this and that, as he went and slept around and married all these different people. Am I smearing his reputation? No. I'm giving you the reasons why I'm saying you can't come into my life because you wasted the best years of my life. If you wanted to have a kid with me, you should have done it 20 years ago. Uh, Now I'm not interested in particularly... um, being with child at the end of the world. And I'm, it, it, no, Rosemary's baby has been canceled. You better go back to Mia Farrow in the 70s and find it. Because it ain't going to be me. So anyway, <laughs> I hate to say that, but you know it's true. Um, so like I said, I literally, I love, I think each and every one of us that is living our unique experience is just a fascinating part of the human story. And I would never want to cancel any part of that story because that's the story of humanity. Good, bad, whatever it is, that is our cumulative story. I want to understand it all. I want to understand how how it all works together, the beauty of it, you know, the different philosophies of the good, the evil, the what. What is what is truth? What is the truth? I'm interested in that. So I don't want to cancel anybody. I don't want to censor anybody. I don't want to destroy anybody. I don't want to put anybody down. Because you're a part of the conversation. You're a part of what makes life interesting to me. That's why I don't want to cancel you. And that's why you shouldn't want to cancel me. Because I'm here to also enhance your life. So, like I said, I don't want to destroy him. I don't want to destroy him. But I'm, I'm going to protect myself. 
against people that feel that they have the right to determine what I do with my body. You do not. You do not. And I will I will do whatever it is that I have to to protect my freedom. Um, I'm going to protect my freedom. And um, like I said, even after all I've been through, if he wants to work virtually, meaning online, you know, with, or just keep stealing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. This situation is so messed up. But I'm trying to just keep a positive uh, look on it. And you know what? No matter what I think I'm going through, and it just reminded me when I saw it on Bonnie's thing, that there are families all across the world during this pandemic, that they they were poor and suffering before the pandemic. And I can only imagine how much harder it is now. So I am just so grateful. I'm so grateful to be here with this little spoiled cat. Um, you know, I'm just I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for the parents that I had. I'm grateful for the experiences that I had. Um, I'm even grateful for, you know, the so-called limitations because that, you know, helped shape me and and helped me realize what I was interested in and what I thought was important. So that adversity actually, like, really helped me decide. You know, like, some people spend 10, 20 years trying to figure out what the heck they want to do and they they don't know how to, well, I'm floating, uh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. No, I, I knew because of some of these, uh, you know, challenges. It helped me figure out, okay, well, I know I don't want that, you know? And so now even I'm in the process of going to, okay, I want this. Enough of, I don't want that. What do I want? And focusing on that and making that the picture. So what I want is to have, I love having the space. I would love to have the time where, you know, I think I've put in enough work in my life. I have put in enough work that has uh, raised a certain amount of money where I, I feel that I should be able to have time in the day to, you know, practice my instruments if I want. And that's not for an album, just, just for the joy of me doing wh- whatever I want to do. If I want to do it, yes. If I don't, no. If I want to draw and paint something, yes. Where it's not someone else's choice, it's my choice. Whatever makes me happy and enjoying the environment around me, that's what I want. I want peace of mind without people breathing down my neck, projecting on me, trying to wreck what I have or say I have too much when I'm like walking around still with no underwear on. You know, it's just ridiculous. So I hope you see me as a human being and not a member of a demographic. I hope you see me as an individual. And you say, you know, that's her, you know. I don't know. I don't know what else to say to you guys. Excuse me. I don't know. See, I'm still dealing with acid reflux. It's messed up. Um, yeah. Anyway, so um, 
anyone that is being disparaged or, you know, feeling misunderstood or not valued or not seen or feeling any kind of way, know that I have been there. I have been where you are and I'm choosing to stay positive and to create a new story. So hopefully we can share some of these stories. Um, I'm anxious to hear some of your stories. Like, you know, like I want to be a counselor, but I don't want it to like, I'm not trying to carry the emotional weight. Like when you're, when you're a counselor, there's, there is a certain professionalism where there is a, a line between you and the patient where you, you're not involved on a personal level. It's not your place to be involved. It's, do you know what I mean? There's a professional uh, separation there. So I, I don't want to be in people's business like that. I want to just be able to give you, uh, you know, insight that you can do whatever you want with, you know, but I don't want, uh, I don't want to be anybody's guru. I don't. I don't want the responsibility of that. I really don't. Uh, and I think, uh, don't make anybody your guru. Think for yourself. Ultimately, you're responsible for the decisions you make. So always think for yourself. Listen to others and people that, that do well and make good decisions. But, you know, don't, don't. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> I'm really not. Uh, very, very grateful. Very happy to be alive with my 10 fingers and my 10 toes and my little cat. Grateful for everything. Really, really am. Be grateful for everything that you have. I'm serious. I can only imagine what some people are going through on this planet. And we don't know what's to come. We really don't know what's to come. So that's why I'm trying to be, yes, I'm trying to stay as humble as possible, as compassionate as possible, as forgiving as possible, so that when I am judged, you know, those same standards, that same standard of mercy will be applied to me. I condemn no one. I condemn no one, but I'm, I, I protect myself and my right, you know, as long as I'm, I'm not in anyone's face, I'm not trying to do anything to anyone, then they shouldn't, you know, they should respect me as well. So I think I've said it all. Kyla Powers Radio.